0: Welcome to the Search the Scriptures podcast where we dive into scripture and provide the explanation of it in the most accurate light that we can. Search the Scriptures is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the Christian, challenging our brothers and sisters along with ourselves to see if we have set aside the commands of God to set up our own traditions. To do this, we use scripture to explain scripture. Please join us on this journey. All right, here we go. So we are in First Samuel. We're in chapter three right now. Uh, we already been through the previously previous two chapters. A brief recap on those. Uh, so we have uh Samuel was born to uh um I can't think of her name all of a sudden. Uh she she prayed for a son, God gave her a son, she made that vow that she's gonna give this son to the Lord. She dedicates him to the Lord, uh he's a Nazarite. He's dedicated to the Lord and he's brought up in the house of the Lord under Eli the priest and his and his two sons. So the cool thing is, so uh, he's brought up under these people. Uh, he's as he's just a boy already dedicated to the Lord. Second uh, chapter hits and we find out that the two sons of the uh, we find out that the two sons of the, the, uh, the main priest, Eli, are doing some pretty dirty stuff right so they uh they are they are treating the the lord's sacrifice with contempt uh they were sleeping with the women they were uh guarding or they were tending to the uh the entrance to the uh tent of meeting where god himself would show up and meet with the people uh it was it was pretty bad and so at this point a man of god showed up and and told eli the father of these two younger priests that uh he was going to get his his uh, priesthood snatched from him so that takes place and that leads us to first samuel chapter three we're about to dive into this and this one won't be as long but it still got some some good stuff in it so let's jump into that first one mary berry so first samuel chapter three just verse one says the boy samuel served the lord in eli's presence in those days the word of the lord was rare and prophetic visions were not widespread so just verse one here uh we're finding out that uh samuel samuel is still a boy still a little boy, boy young child he is serving in, in uh god's presence. uh it's, he's serving the lord in eli's presence actually i should say eli being the priest at that time and so uh but it makes a, a point here to say that the Lord's uh, the word of the Lord was rare at this point so prophecy was very rare at this time remember just the previous chapter we had this person who was pretty much unnamed uh, had a prophecy for Eli and which would have made it really significant because of what it says here that at this point it was very rare to get a pro- prophetic vision or prophet uh, or a prophecy from God at this point and of course the prophecy was against Eli um uh, any questions or comments on this before we move forward on this one? All right. Uh, what you got, G. White?
1: Uh yeah, why why is it so rare to get a privacy from the Lord? He comes and talks to you, he shows up, he just pulls up on you.
0: <laughs> well, he would do that with certain people, like you say, he got Abraham and, and Jacob and a few others but this is a time after all this and during this there's a span of time where they just weren't hearing from them uh, they had the law that was given to them and they just stopped hearing from them i mean it, it, he would still speak to prophets at times but as it says here it was rare it was very rare to actually have it happen mm. but he's about to start speaking again what you got alberto or vanity
2: oh <clears throat> Well, there's another example or another period that is just like that, but it's very rare for him to speak. The ones that we're living right now.
0: Amen. Okay. It, it just a says, right now, we have not between uh Jesus dying on the cross and now we've had some prophets that popped up that of course was written in the in the old Testament, I mean in the new testament, but for the most part, he's silent. And he, what he has given us is the word. And that's what we really have until up until
2: now. He's right. Yeah. I mean, at least when it comes to well, what, the comment I, I would make is that we can't put any limit on him, right? Because, you know, he's got it. You literally do whatever he wants. But just basing it on his words, and his words are absolute and he doesn't lie, he himself already said that the revelation is done. And it is complete, and there's nothing to be added. So, in, in that sense, you know, that's that's the truth that he g- it gives us in order for us to discern and know that there is no more re- revelation coming. As you know, at, at least to the level of scripture. What I mean? Amen.
0: I agree. Uh, uh, there will there are prophecies that take place. Uh, sometimes, I, I would say, a lot of times, it happens, and people don't realize that they're prophesying. I, I, I still believe that those things happen but as far as actual an actual addition to the word that's as far as I understand this is it. We're not getting anything else until he actually returns. uh what you have for us, Ashley
3: I was just thinking to myself like to build from building up to this point that we're learning right now like I thank God that he will put somebody in the right place at the right time. Because of all the things that were going on with Eli's sons and them doing what they were doing and God put.
0: Hey, you muted yourself just now. You there, Ashley? I think we lost her. But I think I got the just uh are you back, Ashley?
3: Oh, I'm sorry, there we go there we go no but yeah because like that's one thing I love about God is like he will that's what I was saying I actually said stop it because I was done talking but yeah I just thank God that he will put a person right in the place like, like like he did with Esther like you'll see that over time like in the Bible like he will put those people
0: Amen. I think she did it again but yes I get that just what you're saying that he will put people in your path to uh uh to, for correction and many other different things uh for the case of eli and his sons it was for uh a prophetic vision of of their own destruction uh GY, you had your hand up
1: yeah so what what them boys do exactly I, I feel like i missed this part yeah you did man so uh they
0: they didn't care they they were blaspheming God basically. Uh, they they were priests, and so one of the things that they were supposed to do is uh, take the sacrifices. So as a priest, your inheritance part of your inheritance is you got to eat the food that was sacrificed to the Lord. But the Lord said the fat belongs to him. The fat belongs to him. So the, the fat needs to be burned, and then you can have whatever's left over uh, for yourself but they didn't care they like we want the fat and they would they would threaten people like we, if you don't give us the fat portion then we're just gonna take it by force and so the Lord had already get given the law based on this and said that any person that does this to eat the fat they must be cut off and so uh, not only did they did they do this there were uh, women that were tending to the tent of meeting which is where God would actually go to meet the priests and uh and they would actually sleep with these women. They they had no care of of, of God. They, they they blasphemed them, and so their father would tell them. Eli would tell them, "Hey, this report I hear, hear about you is not good," but he didn't stop them though. No. And so uh, so that's what led us to to hear, to hear where a prophet actually showed up. And again, it was rare in this time. So, but a prophet showed up and told him hey this is what the lord says about this did you have you didn't you you cared more about your children about these two sons of yours and me and so uh he told me "So i'm taking away your priesthood
1: thank you for the update
0: no problem hey ash you still got your hand up you have something all right mary berry let's move to, to the next one So first, Samuel, chapter three, verses two through nine says, one day, Eli, whose eyesight was failing, was lying in his room before the lamp of God had gone out. Samuel was lying down in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was located. Then the Lord's I'm sorry. Then the Lord called Samuel and he answered. Here I am. He ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. I didn't call Eli replied. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Once again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. I didn't call my son. He replied, go back and lie down. Now, Samuel had not yet experienced the Lord because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Once again, for the third time, the Lord called. I'm sorry. The Lord called Samuel. He got up, went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the boy he told Samuel go and lie down if he calls you say speak Lord for your servant is listening so Samuel went and lay down in his place so here we have uh, Samuel he's laying down before uh, he's, he's within the tabernacle he's tending to this flame that this is not supposed to go out from evening until morning that's part of what the priest had to do And so Eli, this was Eli, I'm sorry, Eli, this was Samuel's responsibility, the young boy. So he was tending to it, making sure that it it wouldn't go out. Eli, the oldest, the older priest, he, you know, he is uh, in his room lying down. And so Samuel hears the voice of God calling his name. He thinks it's Eli and just runs off and asks him. Samuel realizes then that it's actually God speaking to him, calling out to him. Remember, this is rare at this point. So this is rare that these things take place. And remember, just recently, just very recently, Eli had a man of God say, Hey, this is what the Lord is saying about you and your sons. So now we have God speaking to this young boy, and uh, and so he is what's the word I'm looking for? Uh he's he's I guess curious about what what the what the what what the Lord may be saying to Samuel. Any questions or comments on this before we move forward? All right, Mary, let's move to that next one. So 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 10 through 14 says, The Lord came, stood there, and called as before, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel responded, Speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, i'm about to do something in israel that everyone who hears about it will shudder on that day i will carry out against eli everything i said about his family from beginning to end i told him that i am going to judge his family forever because of the iniquity he knows about his sons are defiling the sanctuary and he has not stopped them therefore i have sworn to eli's family the iniquity of eli's family will never be wiped out by either sacrifice or offering so uh another part of this recap that i guess i missed i should have said is that god when god spoke through this prophet uh in the previous chapter and said that uh the sign for you that this is going to occur 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 and that this is from the, the lord is that your sons will die on the same day they're going to they're going to die at the same time and so uh this has taken place um this i mean it hasn't taken place yet so this is what the lord is telling samuel and the lord is telling samuel he's revealing to him what he's about to do and it just so happens that this is what god does he says that he he reveals his plans to the prophets and so here we have samuel and he's revealing this plan to samuel that this is what he's going to do and uh and he says that two things are going to take place. He's, the lord's gonna do two things two disasters and uh so they're both going to take place on the exact same day one thing is going to happen he's and then on that same day that this thing happens then uh eli is also going to uh suffer eli and his and his family is going to suffer the exact same day that this that this is going to take place and so uh uh the sons it says, the sons, it says uh, his sons are defying the sanctuary, or probably a better translation, are blaspheming God. So they are blaspheming God, and he did not stop them. They were supposed to be cut off from their people. That was the law. The law says if they were to do these things, they were to be cut off for the, from their people. Eli did not cut them off. That was with his sons, but he did not cut, cut them off. And he said this iniquity is going to be a stain on his family forever. Questions or comments before we go to this next por- portion? What you got,
1: GY? So, I guess there's really no explanation. But why is the guy he's talking to Samuel with a boy? Yes, I don't understand why he doesn't even know him. They have no relationship. These are the first words to get.
0: Samuel's about to. Be, Samuel is, is dedicated to the Lord. He's a, he's a Nazarite. He, he's he's dedicated to the Lord from basically birth. Uh, he's, but
1: I, I thought we he, just understood that he didn't have a relationship. He didn't know the Lord. He didn't.
0: He didn't know the Lord. This is his first experience with him. This, first is experience with him. this is how it goes. This is how it
1: goes. But this he is him. what I'm about to do.
0: Yeah. And he's a, so he's a prophet. Now, he don't know this yet. But Samuel was a prophet and the Lord reveals his plans to the prophets. That's that's what the scripture tells us. And so he's revealing to Samuel what he's about to do. And he's just a boy still at this point. He's still a boy. And the Lord's telling him what he's about to do to Israel and to uh and to Eli and his family. Mm. Okay. Yeah. anybody else got anything else on this so far? All right. We're about to wrap this one up. It's not too oh what you have,
3: Ashley. You there? Oh. I'm sorry, my phone keeps on freezing up.
0: Oh yeah, it keeps, it keeps muting you for some reason. Can I hear me? Oh, we can hear you now. Well, we could.
3: Okay, can you, can you, okay, perfect. Um, Now I just forgot what I was gonna say. But I keep on having issues with my phone. But it's just amazing how um god
0: used samuel at a young age like that to me has always been profound about this story amen uh yeah he's i mean i don't know exactly exact age at this point but they're still referring to him as a boy and uh and even when he first i mean like say as a very young age as a boy when he first started out when he was given over to uh to the Lord, I want to say he's roughly five years old or something, and uh, they, he already started wearing priestly clothes at that age. He was already he was already on it, even though he still had not yet interacted with God. But he was already tending to the house of the Lord, and the Lord is going to use him mightily, like really, really. It, it's, he, his name is going to become great within Israel. What you got, you
1: So he doesn't have a relationship, but he is aware of the Lord. Oh yeah, he's definitely aware of him. Okay, I I I thought he knew nothing. Okay. He has not awareness. aware of him. Yeah, he's definitely aware of him. He's a, he's aware
0: of him just never actually interacted with him. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that uh thanks for uh, clarifying that for me. No problem, man.
0: Miss having miss having your own G-White. Glad to see you back uh with the color co- commentary. But, Mary, let's go to the, uh next portion. We're going to wrap this up. So first, Samuel chapter three, verses 15 through 21 says, Samuel lay down until the morning. Then he opened the doors of the Lord's house. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Here I am, answered Samuel. What was the message he gave you? Eli asked, don't hide it from me. May God punish you and do so severely if you hide anything from me that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and did not hide anything from him. Eli responded, "He is the Lord. He will do what he thinks is good. Samuel grew and the Lord was with him, and he fulfilled everything Samuel prophesied. Uh, prophesied. All Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a confirmed prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear in Shiloh because there he revealed himself to Samuel by his word. So uh, I have a few things happening here, so Samuel doesn't want to tell him he's a young boy he doesn't want he's afraid to tell Eli what the, what the vision was about you know uh and you know that, that Eli's gonna die you know this this you know it's a confirmation at this point because it's twice you heard this, and so uh he does it he tells him he tells him this was gonna you know this is gonna happen to you and uh after he tells him this, Eli says he is the lord he will do what's best in his eyes or he will do what is good what he thinks is good so i have a lot of respect for eli in this that uh eli didn't take what was said to him and then make excuses he didn't take he didn't take what was said about him and made excuses for why he did it or blame someone else for the reason it was happening he he took he he took his punishment even though his punishment is severe, it is severe. He's taking this punishment. He's still showing a certain devotion to God. Uh, willing that he be proved, I'm talking about that God, willing that God be proved holy through him, through Eli. So Eli is about to take this punishment. He's gonna go all the way through with it. Take this punishment because he is still devoted to God. He knows he did wrong, he didn't blame anybody else. He said, he is the lord like what can i do about this he is the lord he's gonna do what's best in his eyes he just accepted it and i got a lot of respect for him in that there's a couple of people that actually did that what you got veronica
4: just a comment that's pretty uh that's scary
0: <laughs> amen it is uh what you got GY? i
1: mean yeah but really What is he gonna do you can't go talk your way out of this it i think everyone would respond that way i don't see him doing anything i don't know how you dispute this with god (laughs) like i don't know what we're going to talk about like you got it all wrong let me tell you what really happened what are you going to say
0: yeah yeah people going to try it and people have tried it but uh him and just a few others i can think of take it They, they they just take it what you got alberto Oh, i
2: mean i I immediately thought of an example of somebody who did not respond that way, and that would be King Saul. After he was confronted yep. with the with what he did, what he was supposed to do after the Lord told him that he was supposed to kill everybody and not take any other riches and the treasures or anything. And then he made it as, then, then he went as far as say that we did this for him. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. He so did. And he was, and he was uh, the Lord's anointed. Uh, and it was Samuel. This is coming up later, but Samuel was the one that told him. He said, "He said, didn't the Lord tell you to kill all these people?" He said, uh, "He said, when is all this bleeding of lambs and things that I hear in my ear?" He's like, "But I did." He said, "We did. I did just that." He said, "This, these, these lambs that we have brought back that you said we we're supposed to slaughter, we brought back to sacrifice to your God." So yeah, you're right. Instead <laughs> of just saying, "Yeah, we messed up," uh, he was like, "No, no, no, no. Wait a minute." <laughs> Yeah, and so uh it, oh, sorry. Uh, what you had, Ashley? Hey, we can't hear you if you if you're speaking.
3: Oh, fine. Um, cause I I was thinking the same thing Alberto was about to say. Because like, can y'all hear me now? Absolutely. Okay. Maybe it's my I don't know. Sorry about the audio, guys. Let me just take off my headphones. But um, yeah, I was just um it was what um Alberto was saying, like about Saul, and then how Saul got um jealous of David and was trying to come after David, like his jealousy and <laughs> he like he just he it knew no bounds with Saul. Amen. and, and he was told.
0: That, uh you know that it was going to be that the king's gonna be taken from him, and he still just kind of excuse after excuse kept going after David, you, you're right uh and 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 I'm gonna be I mean, I feel that that's probably most people's response is 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 Saul's response. uh it's it's really tough to just take responsibility. Uh, and so, uh, even, even as it is now, I mean, something happens now. It, I got to remind myself that this is my fault instead of, instead of the first thought is trying to, you know, point at somebody else. Uh, it is, it's tough to just straight up say, you know, that was all on me. I, I did that, I messed up all the way. Uh, but there are people who did, uh, do that. We'll take a look at a couple more people who, uh, who just took it and uh and instead of because now now remember what this guy's punishment was eli his priesthood was ripped from him it was it was it was straight ripped from him and uh and he said you he says it don't matter all the sacrifices that you've done as a priest none of those are going to atone for what you did he said, this, is, this is this is this is on you forever now could that mean that he is still could receive uh uh the the forgive uh, forgiveness from Jesus Christ I feel that that may still be open for him I, I do believe that but as far as his priesthood is concerned that was it it was it was gone it was ripped from him even though that was supposed to be a perpetual pre- uh, priesthood uh, that was taken away from him uh, him and his family they they would not have it and it was taken from in one day it w- they, they were they were struck down in one day in fact the very next chapter uh, next week when we go over he's gonna is gonna talk about that but uh like I say, it was a very severe punishment. A very, I mean, it's literally death. And uh and he didn't plead for his life. He didn't try to blame it on somebody else. Uh, he didn't just throw his his children under the bus. He 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 just accepted it. Uh what you have Alberto?
2: No, I think well, I think it's more it might be a common bus last question on your thought on it on your thoughts on it. I uh, think that. Something that could tend to show us that Eli was definitely still, um, I guess, the, the the mercy and the and the forgiveness of God was still available to him. Uh, another example could be maybe Moses when Moses was charged to free the people and take them to the promised land, and he himself disobeyed and 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 got prohibited and right? and he he punished him and he told him that he will not see. He, he will not go enter the promised land. And in, in fact, he died before getting there. But that, you know, even though he had that harsh punishment and that was in a sense, let's call it stripped from him. um, And then ended up being Joshua who did it. Um, But it, it still did not. It, it still did not remove Moses from God's grace and, and mercy.
0: Amen. That's a great point. And, and that's what my hope is in fact the way eli responded it almost feels like and i don't have much evidence with the, to, to uh to back this up but it almost feels like that's what he's relying on that there's that there is some type of redemption coming uh because he just accepts it and, yeah. uh and, and so but actually i don't have anything to really back it up with but it almost seems like it, the way he just accepts it, instead of pleading for his life or anything you know what i mean but yeah, uh, great comments. Great comments. So, but we're gonna look at a couple other people that had uh, similar responses. Um, Mary, let's go to the next next slide. So we're gonna go to Leviticus chapter ten, verses one through six, and it says, Aaron's sons Nadab and Abihu each took his own fire pan, put fire in it placed incense on it and presented unauthorized fire before the lord which he had not commanded them to do then fire came from the lord and burned them to death before the lord so moses said to aaron this is what the lord meant when he said i will show my holiness to those who are near me and i will reveal my glory before all the people but aaron remained silent moses summoned mishael and sons of Aaron's uncle Uziel and said to them come here and carry your relatives away from the front of the sanctuary to a place outside the camp so they came forward and carried them in their tunics outside the camp as Moses had said then Moses said to Aaron and his sons Eleazar and Ilthamar do not let your hair hang loose and do not tear your garments or else you will die and the lord the lord will become angry with the whole community however Your brothers, the whole house of Israel, may mourn over the tragedy when the Lord sent the fire. So a lot has happened here. What you got, G. White?
1: Well, I guess I should just let you explain. I was going to ask, what does that mean? Don't let your hair hang loose.
0: Okay, so, yeah, let's get into that. So, first of all, this is Aaron's son. Now, Aaron was he's the head honcho. He is second in command next to next to Moses right i mean his name is up there his name is up there and so here's they are given a certain way that they must uh uh, sacrifice and tend to the altar and things before the lord and part of it was how they present a fire and incense to the lord and his two sons just neglected it similar not as bad but similar to the way eli's sons were so they presented unauthorized fire before the Lord, and then the Lord burned them to death because they did what he what He told them not to do. And so Moses immediately turns to Aaron and says, this is what he meant when he said he's going to be shown holy. Like it, he, He's not he's not taking these things. aside. He is a holy God. And we are dealing with a holy God. And when he said this to Aaron, this is the important part right here. Aaron reminds silent or in the ESV version, it says he held his peace. All right. He he didn't he didn't say but those are my sons or this and, that, and what about this it says he he remained he just took it he took it and then Moses turned to uh to Aaron and his other sons Elazer and Ithamar and said you're not even allowed to uh to mourn in front of these people don't don't do it because because you need to show God is holy you need to be on the side of God on this one you need to you need to say that. You need to show that that was supposed to happen even though there was my own brothers even though those were my own sons in front of the people you need to show this that uh that god was holy in in the way that he he he, he treated them and uh, he says or else you'll die and he says but your brothers the whole the whole community of israel they can mourn about your sons he said but you can't because you are a high priest you are not allowed to that's where that was going with G White with that. He said, You can't when he says, uh, do not tear your garments or uh let your hair hang loose. In other words, you cannot show yourself as mourning, is what he was saying.
1: Keep it together. I got it. Nice. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Questions or comments on this one so far. And so, but they did it same way as uh as Eli prior. Eli received a harsh word what did these
1: guys do exactly they 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 lit some fire yep yep
0: we're dealing with the holy god <laughs> they lit some fire <laughs> <laughs> they they lit some fire they did it when they in the way they weren't supposed to it says here it was unauthorized and unauthorized fire they did and the lord burned them to death
1: oh uh, they they were playing with a loaded gun They yeah play play stupid games win stupid prizes
0: well, it, that's what it is I mean they they didn't really and it was it's as harsh as it there sounds. there was no was
1: reason good. to do it they had one other way to do this exactly yeah they, they
0: knew what they' were supposed to do they knew what they're supposed to do and they didn't they didn't take it seriously and it's good in a strange way that we have this as an example to know that if he's the same guy yesterday today and forever then this is how you feel about his holiness and so and and so we can't just we can't play with him like that if that makes sense uh and so uh aaron i mean and this has got to be tough i mean you're aaron and and two of your sons who honestly god has given to you uh were killed by god himself was killed and and what's crazy is after this takes place god just starts speaking to him and he don't reference it again like he don't talk about it again he, he just starts talking to him about like 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 you know the day just keeps going on and in my mind i'm just like if like, can we just take a moment to talk about what just happened to my sons? But he doesn't, he just keeps going like nothing happened. What you
2: got, Alberto? I, I just thought of somebody who had it worse. Well, at least from what we know, Job. I mean, at least in Aaron's case, his sons were actually doing something wrong. But Job, there was nothing there saying that his sons were being disobedient or he did anything to deserve what happened. They were all killed. And his response was, "The Lord's given; the Lord takes away." Amen.
0: Yes, Amen. Job ended up messing up towards the end of all that because <laughs> he was, yeah, he was, he was basically saying, you know, uh, you know, if God was here. I, I wish he could. I wish I could take him to court. Is what he was saying. I wish I could take him to court. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, he right. He said, he said, Lord gave me these things; just taking them away. Blessed be His name. You're right. Job, uh, Job had it. Again, like these guys are taking these afflictions now. This, what happened to Job was an affliction. What happened to Eli and uh, in Aaron's sons was a straight up punishment, they were just doing wrong, and there's a difference there. Uh, but what happened to Job was an affliction, he didn't do anything wrong, and and, and the Lord did that to him. So, great, some great comments, great points. Uh, and then we're gonna look at one more person, just just very briefly, that shows that he also uh, he manned up whenever uh, he got in trouble. Let's go to the next slide, Mary Berry. This will be the final one. So in Micah chapter seven, verse nine, he says, "'Because I have sinned against him, "'I must endure the Lord's rage "'until he argues my case and establish, establishes justice for me. "'He will bring me into the light. "'I will see his salvation. So uh, some some will render. I must endure the Lord's wrath. Uh, so he says it. He said he says I sinned against him, and so I'm going. To, I have to endure his wrath. And, but he says ultimately I'm going to see his salvation. But he does he does admit it. He like I, I got to sit this one down. I got I got to endure this. I'm not going to make any excuses for it. This is I, I did wrong, and I'm suffering because of what I did. And so we got like I say we have these few examples. From the scriptures we had here, and then also from what uh, Alberto uh, brought up. What you had, you white.
1: Who is this uh, speaking, saying that they can en- endure his rage?
0: I want to say it's Micah himself. Is saying this.
1: What so makes him think he can endure it? I, I don't get it.
0: Because he survives. So
1: well, he, he, I guess so that's the it. end. But you have to. I, I don't know that I can endure their rage. Well, and you he, have i'm positive. i don't think i'm dealing with rage i think I'm. yeah dealing with
0: this. well you yeah, know well, i guess i'll put it this way is the lord says uh he chastises those he loves so if you received any chastisement from him which is basically what this is also and you're still here today you're enduring it <laughs> you you made you made it through uh, so uh, so yeah so this and there's, there's levels of it don't get me wrong there's some that's going to get it worse way worse than others and we're told that we told the teacher going to get a harsher judgment than, than anybody else and so uh so we know there's levels to it but uh but most of us have probably if not has it, had it happen it's probably going to happen in our lifetime where we, where we're chastised by the Lord and so we we endure it
1: yeah I felt like it was self-inflicted but okay
0: oh it's self-inflicted but well the way it happened is your fault is the best way to put it right it's our fault yeah. that it happens yeah. <laughs> but the punishment comes from him hey, Amen. anybody else got anything else on this so i just wanted to end this one speaking about uh because i know eli messed up he messed up bad but again like i say uh i, I got to give him i got to give him props for uh for for not making excuses and, and, and just and taking it saying yeah you know he is the lord he'll do what's best uh what you got Alberto
2: I was just gonna make a quick comment what you just said if you had anything else I see or, or we can be or we can be like David and get poetic and say, say things like let the bones that you have broken rejoice again <laughs> amen, <Psalm> <laughs> amen. <laughs> you want you wanna you wanna you you wanna hear somebody suffering chastisement Psalm 51 Amen
0: Amen, and we're you know what's crazy is we're not getting the Psalms not in this track that I'm going anyway, but we are going to get to David, and so we're going to find out a lot about why he says certain things that he says in this, and uh, and, so, and so it's so it's it's a great lead up to David uh, going through uh, First Samuel. It is it's amazing some of the which is like I say a lot of what uh, the Jewish faith the Jews um, you know they 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 call back to David, and so this is the this is a really defining moment. Uh, for them and for us, because the promise is given through him. Yeah, that's all I have so far. First Samuel, or fourth First Samuel, chapter three. God willing, we'll be back together next week. Any questions, comments, concerns?
1: Did you say David next week?
0: No, not David. We're going to be in chapter four. We're working our way to to that, and Look it's important boy, too because it gets good. David. Yeah. Yeah, because we gotta get to before David, one of my favorite characters is as was brought up before is Saul. Uh mm-hmm. Saul is, is quite the character. And so we're gonna get into him first. And it's is Saul was a he he was he was ache he was um yeah, he was that's all I'm gonna say, he's just quite the character. Like he was he was a major character at one point, and uh only to be surpassed by David. But at one point he was basically untouchable.
1: Well, I'll do my best not to be so judgy when it comes to David.
0: Anybody in here, but especially David. <laughs> David, <that's one.
1: laughs> David is the one. That way, if anyone's David.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially David, man, because you're gonna have to see him. <laughs> what you got, Kathy?
4: Hey, I just got a, a question. Uh, um, what happened in this time? Like, you are a leader from church. And you see that your kids they are doing wrong. And you like a uh, like a Christian, you told your children they, they are wrong and what are they doing. You think if we just quiet and don't say anything to them that they, they do it wrong in the eyes of the Lord, we can get punished too for
3: that?
0: Uh I would say. I would say yes uh, because um, we have to do whatever we can to turn them from the path we we have to we have to do whatever we can to turn them from the path at the end of the day a person dies for their own sin but uh, we can absolutely be held accountable if if they were in our care and so uh, and so like like we'll have to you know you and me uh, Kathy we'll have to go we'll have to give an account on how we raised uh these poor children and and so um and, and nobody be able to as far as i know it just be it's just be you and me you know so we'll have to give that account on how we raise them and and so uh, i think about that often but yeah that's that's what uh I, I truly believe yes that we will be held accountable even whichever way they go they go but we will be held accountable for how we raised them
1: if that makes sense well, you better have some good answers why you took the babies from Texas but uh <laughs> 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 what you got brother?
4: I, I I love that that she asked that because I feel very <clears throat> like strong about that you know it, it comes to a point to like what degree or uh, or how much does the parent um have you know and 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 trying their best to deter him or you know, because that's hard. You can, I question that in, in someone that I know. And, you know, just to myself, I'm like, God, you know, they're not stopping this uh, behavior. But then it's kind of like, you know, can they really? And to what extent and to what age and to what, you know, like everything comes into mind. But I, I'm, I, I, that was huge in, a couple of months ago in my thoughts about a certain individual. And, and I took it really personal, you know, how he, God will judge us for the parenting and for the responsibility of not stopping this sin. Cause I, I mean, when I read the story, I just think that, you know, that's what the punishment was. He was so angry that he didn't stop it or change it. But, you know, ultimately there were, there were going to be destroyed. But it's like tough to think like, you know, you're putting this responsibility, but. To what extent? Because again, like you said, there you we die for our own sin. So, like, you know, there's like up to what extent in your household, if you know about this sin and you're not stopping it, but what can you do to stop it? It's it's a big deal.
0: <laughs> Amen. And it makes it <clears throat> not easy to parent. Uh it, it really does, but but yeah, but you gotta trust God. We just have to trust God and, and do what it says, as painful as it, it, as it can become. Uh, I think G. White was first, and I go to Ashley.
1: Hey, so it's kind of, we. you really don't know how this goes because it's it's really a double edge. It goes both ways. Who was that that just had their sons burned up? Was that Moses' boys? there was uh, Aaron's boys. Aaron's boys was just burned up. Well, there was nothing to talk about. He just burned them up. And we move on about business as usual. We did not even talk about it no more. So I don't know if you necessarily have to answer. It depends on how he feels about it. Well, the thing with
0: theirs, particularly uh, particularly their their situation, is they already had the the law of what was supposed how they were supposed to do it. And so yeah, you're right. At in the end, and, and it I wasn't think like they were...
1: parents give. Is this is the law? This is where you should operate. And I think we just they just do what they're gonna do, just like yeah. I did, and you might have done well i think it would
0: have been different if like say if it was a different sin from just the people right if i think it would have been different the thing was is this was the high priest and his sons and so uh and so in front of everybody god was proven holy uh so i mean i don't know but but yeah it, it is i mean i hear what you're saying and, and especially with veronica saying as best as we can uh in i like to say it, it, i guess it brings it back to the whole thing about how aaron is like at this point he watches this thing take place and to his credit he remains silent like he didn't he didn't you know I, i'm sure it was i'm sure it was i mean I, we haven't we don't see what they got to see right it's probably terrifying uh but he didn't say anything it was, it was i don't know it was amazing uh which would, would you have ashley
3: I was um, just listening to um, like everyone cause like I know that as a parent I have four children as well and it is concerning that you want to raise your kids the best way you can And but then there are times where um, you know, they go their own way and you try everything you can But they <laughs> they decide to do what they want to do but I think um in this particular situation as far as uh, eli I mean, the simple, I think, I mean, I guess it sounds simple to me. The simple thing would be just to not have your kids be priests at all. Like just banish them, you know, like let them not be at the courts. But like, I don't know, maybe I'm just, am I like, weren't they priests as well? The children of his? Yeah, you're right. What was supposed to happen? You make
0: a great point. What was supposed to happen according to the law is they were supposed to be cut off. And right. That is not what, what he did.
3: Yeah. And, 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 like, and I feel like and I'm going to just be honest, like I've seen this a lot in churches where you'll have people that, like, hold a certain leadership or, you know, and they want to keep that facade going. And instead of them, you know, taking care of what they need to, like, as far as, you know, the certain actions, like it just the problem gets worse. And it creates a lot of chaos because I've seen that happen in so many churches and God, like, I really do believe like God will punish if people don't stop doing, you know, if they don't take care of house, you know, it's going to it's going to be pretty bad for a lot of people.
0: Well, especially, I mean, you bring up a good point, especially people that are high up in the church, uh, because that's, I believe, is what the reasoning behind this happening the way it did. It's because what it does is it causes others to also disrespect the Lord.
3: There like
0: you if, go. If, yeah. if you see somebody messing up and they're up top and ain't nothing happening to them. Well, I ain't going to take it serious either. You know? And so, uh you know, and so that's it. And so because of that, I feel there's a greater punishment for people that do that, uh that are, that are up high like that.
3: Yeah. And, and it's like, it's a dom, like you said, it's a domino effect because like i've been to churches where like though it's a created environment where like for example if it's one person like being picked on the the environment is created to where other people will start picking on this person but it's like well why would y'all do that because at the end of the day you know we're supposed to be christians we're supposed to you know do this and and then what ends up happening is that like people will see other people doing it they'll either start doing it with them or they'll be like i do not want to be anywhere around those people you see how nasty they act and but none of it um edifies god none of it <laughs> it just just yeah. everybody from it well uh alberto has taught
0: uh quite a bit on uh, uh on the new Testament, so the church where the church is based off of and a lot of a lot of it a lot in fact almost the entirety of the new testament is basically instructions on how to behave within the church, how the church should behave. And and it's dealing with a lot of issues like what you're talking about. And and, uh, Paul and Peter and others are are setting the church straight on how we should act. And one of the things that uh, Paul would say is uh, is is whether it be exposing people after a certain amount of steps that it should happen within the church. Right. After a certain amount of steps that it should happen, that they should be uh, brought before the church. It says, and you do this so that the others will fear, like so that the others won't see and and also join in with that sin and, you know, and and, and not be afraid to do it. And I think that all comes back to what we we're just talking about right now, that we are dealing with a holy God. And so because of that, we need to be fearful. We shouldn't just be going about life in a way that, that we're not respecting him. and uh, And so I think that's that can get lost fairly quickly and that's what happened with Eli's sons they had this promise from God that their ancestral household will be but will serve before him forever and so they just went off of that. So okay then that's the case then they didn't care about nothing else they just did whatever they wanted to they just had it made and then God revoked it and took it from them and so uh that is what can happen to us as Christians as far as uh whether we are for real saved or not, we can get a certain type of a smug attitude and think that um, and just not take it serious. And and we may have a punishment coming and not know it. Uh, what you have for, for us, Ashley?
3: Yeah, and I think that, um, and it's not hard to get caught up in like that, like kind of be arrogant because there is, I was just telling um, some friends of mine, like, you do kind of feel like royalty does god god gives you that confidence once you really start walking in your purpose and calling but it's also um we have to be humble and understand that no it's you know god can also take it away from you too so you have to just stay anchored in him but like yeah i've seen a lot of ministers you know that have um fallen it's more than people will even you know (laughs) more than people think that there's ministers that will fall because of you know they get too arrogant and you know they start to manipulate god's word and you know try to make it their own and they end up. it gets pretty devastating after that
0: you're right i mean like i say alberto talked significantly on these very issues Uh, so it was happening 2,000 years ago when the church first started and nothing's new under the Sun so it's still happening now and if uh, I think the key point to this what you said though is, is, is is trying to stay humble you cannot go wrong with being humble if you just be humble you are okay you you are fine if you stay humble but that is a hard thing to do honestly